Welcome along to another edition of the Luton Town Supporters Trust podcast, the longest running Luton Town podcast, and the only one that's gone from League Two to the Premier League. I'm Kev, your host as always, and uh, we've got the full gang this week. We've got Trust Chairman Tony Murray. Evening. The Lutonian journalist uh, James Cunliffe. <laughs> Through me then with evening. I, I uh, <laughs> if you're while watching this in the morning, then forget, ignore Tony. Uh, you're more than welcome to listen to any time. And town fan Dan Barrett Davis. Um, Hello. Dan, I'll start with you. It's your mm. first time on set. Yep. Uh, what do you make of it all? That light's very bright. Mm. <laughs> it is. It, it needs to be. Yeah. I should have bought my sunglasses. No, it's very nice. It is very nice. And everyone's done, pulled a lot of work together to get it together. So well done to the trust for that. Did I can't new logo table cloth thing. I love it. I want one for my house. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, set to developing all the time, as indeed are all of our video podcasts. Uh, thanks to everyone who listened to um, or watched, sorry, the first podcasts that we did last week. Uh, they will keep on improving. Bear with us just for the first sort of two or three weeks, just a few teething problems, but we'll get them sorted out and we'll be all good to go. Okay, you're listening or watching the Chelsea Review podcast and I'll go to you first, Tony. Um before we come on to the game itself, um, atmosphere in the Luton end on Friday night was something else. Oh, it was amazing. Absolutely amazing. I am so, so proud of my fellow hats for that Friday night. Right from the word go, and even after the, the final whistle, when the players come over, that was so special. And, uh, you know, to, to see a couple of former uh, Luton players in the crowd cheering us on and singing and joining in the songs as well was absolutely brilliant. Yeah, it was indeed. Don't think Glenn Ray's technically a former Luton Town player, but you know, obviously, <laughs> he I will think, be. He I think the be. writing is generally on the wall, given that he's not yeah. got a squad number. But good to see Glenn in the stands. Mm. Good to see Cameron Cameron McGeehan in the stands as well. And um, yeah, great to see uh, former players in with us. Dan, first away game of the season. Mm. Enjoy, yeah, uh, enjoy the atmosphere. I did from our supporters, yeah, because there wasn't one in the home end at all, was there? No, there um, wasn't. Um, long way to bring atmosphere from America and Japan and China and here, there and everywhere else, though, all, to be fair. I suppose they're all jet-lagged. Um, but <laughs> to be honest, the, the only time you heard, heard them was when they scored and when they made a substitution, and that was pretty much it. Uh, it was quite disappointing for a Premier League club. You'd think they'd have more of a... A voice if you like okay they had a very bad season by their standards last season but you know I think we proved with what Tony said about you know our supporters at the end of the game during the game just singing all the way through I'll tell you what Dan I don't think I've ever seen so many half and half scarves mm. at one game mm. it was just We've not put the one that Tony brought up behind us for this set. But, uh, <laughs> oh, that's different. That's uh, Italia. If, 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 any, if anyone wants, Italia, if anyone wants a Luton West Ham scarf on Friday, come see Tony. He's got plenty of them <laughs> in the back of his van. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> He's your man. Um, 20 quid. <laughs> James, you weren't able to be at Stamford Bridge on Friday night, but you've seen the videos, particularly post-game. I mean, the ovation that the players got was... 
was incredible, really. And I think um, Rob Edwards was standing there almost in disbelief for a good two minutes, really. And you could tell there's a fair bit of emotion going on on the pitch. Yeah, I mean, it looks like it. Um, I wasn't surprised by it, to be honest. I, I hoped that that would be the reaction because um, that's the way the club's been going for such a long time now. And um, But at the back of my mind, I was also thinking it wasn't that long ago that... Um, there were sections of the crowd that were actually turned in on John Steele before this period happened, you know, in League Two. So it can go either way with the results ain't going your way. It's just that, you know, for nine years or so, the results have gone uh, absolutely fantastic. But I'm so delighted that that was the reaction and, and that should be the, the, the banker now for the, the rest of the season. That's that's the one to live up to. But it was going that sort of way after Watford and then Sunderland last season. And we were all calling for it, you know, if, if we got into the Premier League at the time, we were saying it's got to be like that. Now we are. It's got to stay like that. I think one of the reasons why the reaction was like it was, Tony, is although the scoreline doesn't necessarily re- reflect it, I thought the performance of the players on the pitch was even better than it was against Brighton. I thought we gave yeah. Chelsea a lot more of a game and ultimately it's just one of England's finest from the last 10 years that undid us, really. Yeah, it... it uh was a good performance, I thought, from us, to be honest with you. Um, you could see the players were putting the effort in and, and they were trying. And, 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 you know, there were certain players that weren't on top of their game during during the match, but they were all trying, which was the main thing. And, that, and that's all you can ask from them. Um, you know, Chelsea's quality in the end told, you know, and Raheem... Sterling chose that night to get back to his uh, his international form, didn't he? Um, mm. And unfortunately against us. But, um, it, it, you know, the, the whole support thing, getting behind them and everything has just amazed me, you know, and it's going to give the players a lift. We're, we're, we're being that 12th man at the moment that, that the, the team need. And uh, it was, you know, never mind the players and and Rob Edwards. Did you see the look on the faces of the Chelsea followers? I won't say supporters, I'll say followers. <laughs> um, they they were looking at us and they were amazed that we, we... I don't think anybody left. We all stayed there and cheered them on and come over. And, and I've never seen anything like that. You know, normally at the away game, the players will come over and you'll clap them or, or whatever. But to sing like that and nobody moving, there were I, I see it on on few message boards and whatever. Chelsea were saying, "Well, were we locked in or whatever?" No, we were free to go whenever we wanted to, but we chose to stay and show our appreciation to the lads for their effort. And you know, as long as we can keep that going, we've got a chance. You know, nobody ex- in reality expected us to get anything from these opening games. If we'd have got a point, it would have been a bonus. But the the real thing starts now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. Um, Dan, obviously, they had a midfielder that cost four times as much as we've spent in the last 30 years, as that caption <coughs> that's done the rounds from Sky Sports uh, highlighted. Mm. But ultimately, it was just one Englishman that, that undone us. I think if you took Raheem Sterling out of the game, it's maybe it's not an even game, but it's, it's a much closer game. Yeah, definitely. And then, like Tony said, you know, Sterling showed what we've seen out of him in the last sort of 10, 12 years, playing for England, Liverpool, City and the likes. Um, and it, th- th- that literally was the difference. And when you've got players in there that were playing League Two football not so long ago, 
stepping up and facing the likes of Sterling. You know, it's a credit to us really for go, going up there and having a go, I think. Um, you know, and yeah, you're probably right. He was involved in all three goals. He scored the two and made the third. Um, and yeah, you, you know, he kept knocking and kept knocking. And we, I, I felt for the 90, apart from those couple of occasions, which unfortunately that the result rides on those occasions, but all game he was at us and I felt that we held him for most of the game. It was just, and, and that's the difference when you've got a world-class player like Sterling, he can just unturn you and, and so and that's that's ultimately what happened. But I did think we dealt with him quite well, considering the, the supposed difference in stature. Thank you, Sky Sports. Yeah. yeah, yeah well, I mean, James, to be fair, the, the caption actually said that since Luton and Chelsea last played in the top flight against each other, Chelsea spent three billion pounds to Luton's thirty million. And if ever you want to know what we came up against, certainly on Friday night and also in the first game, that's it. Well, exactly, and, and you know, money talks in this league uh, a lot. We hope it doesn't talk to the extent that Luton, being on the, the lowest budget, will finish at the bottom. I, I, I didn't see that. I think that everybody saw enough from that, and everybody's thought about it since. And you've had Carlton Morris come out say since and say. This club, this team will get results, so mm. I don't think that will happen. But that's what you are up against in the top echelon in the league, isn't it? Because um, you know they are they're a big money club, and they have been since Abramovich come in. I mean, they were up and down before that, and and a cup team as far as as far as my youth was concerned. Yeah, and we spoke about that in the in the preview podcast. But ever since that money's come in, they've expected to be up there. They've won everything uh, you can possibly win. And, uh, you know, if they can splash the amount of money it's going to cost to build power court on two midfielders in a week. Uh, however, however much you, you think that that shouldn't go down, perhaps. And I, I think that serious questions and loopholes need to be asked and closed. Then uh, until they are, they, they're free to do that. And um, that's the sort of thing that uh, we're going to come up against. And um, there's some worse teams uh, in the league as well that we're going to come up against for that sort of stuff because while you know they're owned by a, an American businessman now there's other teams in this league that are owned by nation states and that's another debate for another d- 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 for another, <laughs> yeah, for another day that one's for a well, month I'm happy podcast. to have that, Ooh, that one um, I don't know looking at their support on Friday night, it was like the United Nations there anyway, wasn't they? they were sitting there like they had their hands stapled to their legs or something. No cheering, no clap. The only time they made any noise was uh, when they scored. Mm. Yeah, which unfortunately. and unfortunately they did. Yeah, yeah exactly. And unfortunately, <laughs> they did that. Three the other times. thing as well, how loud was that sound system there? It was that's overkill, wasn't it? That's the Premier League for you, my yeah. friend. Oh, God, uh, you know. I wonder if that's part of the improvement yeah, process at Kenilworth say, Road, a few new us, cables. None of the stuttering PA systems at Kenilworth Road in the big leagues. I mean, look, you're on a video podcast, which you haven't been on before. So uh, <laughs> no, but that was that's like, Premier oh, League for you, mate. Years going on. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Tony, what I liked about Friday night is like they were one nil, uh, one nil ahead. We were busting our balls to, you know, sort of stay in the game. If Giles and Shaw had gone in, you know, it could have been a different game. It's, it's just the 3-0 doesn't really paint a kind of reflection had that chance of gone in, but probably was an overall reflection of the night. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we can't really complain about the result, um, you know, because they were, they, they were a class above us. Um, and, 
as I said earlier, we, we, we weren't expected to get anything out of the game, but the thing was they, they didn't have it easy. You know, they had to compete against us. Mm. And um, again, I was, I was quite pleased with Ross Barkley. I, I know he's not fully up to speed yet, but showing signs there in Chong was better as well because he was uh, tracking back more than he, he did against Brighton. Um, and I don't... I don't think that um, we disgraced ourselves. We, we we competed with them. We've earned the right to be at that level. And uh, I think Chelsea themselves realised that as well. You know, there was, you know, they, there was no um, ill feeling. It wasn't a bad tempered match or anything like that. The only thing annoyed me was the way their players were throwing themselves about yeah that's you know? also mm. welcome to the premier but, league yeah, yeah. exactly <laughs> yeah. unfortunately it's not good it's not good yeah i mean we saw over the weekend it wasn't just chelsea players mm. uh, that were doing that dan we we're going to come on to positives and i think tony's given us one big positive the debut of ross barkley mm. i don't think anyone can expect him to have been fully up to speed and you know sort of at his very best uh, on friday night purely because of the amount of time he's had out mm. so late to the club only recently joined and uh, training with his teammates and everything. But I thought he gave a pretty decent sort of 65, 70 minutes. I think I saw somewhere that he made 29 passes in the game, completed 24 of them. So that's a decent yeah. kind of percentage of it. And um, he generally, the longer that game went on, he looked more and more of a class act. Yeah, definitely. And um, considering he's only been with the club, what, two weeks before that game, you know, that's, that's you know, it's a sign of a, a good Premier League player and he's somebody that, you know, I spoke last time when we we just signed him, I think the last time I was recording with you guys. Um, and I was excited then because we've all seen what Barkley could do when he was at Everton before he got his move to Chelsea and, you know, we, we all know what a good player he can be and for us coming into Premier League, he's the type of player that we need in there with that, with that experience and quality that he has. So, I can't wait to see what he's like when he's fully fit, to be honest. I think he'll be a real, real asset for us and somebody we really need. And it's weird because the midfield, I always felt, was our strongest position with Pelly, uh, Clark, etc., etc., Campbell, Berry. Um, it's even stronger now. We've got a full, full international in there with experience who knows his stuff, knows what he's doing. And you could see during the game, he was kind of the, the focal point of our sort of attacking play and retention and stuff. You know, whenever we got the ball, it was like, get it to Barkley, let him spray it. And and it worked, and it will work as the season goes on. It'll be a real asset, definitely. And you've got to remember as well that they're still learning to play together. The, yeah. the team has still got to gel. Yeah, well, it's 10 new signings. So, it's, yeah, exactly. it, it's still a massive, massive turnover in, in terms of players. I, I only expected seven or eight, to be honest. So to get 10 and the ones we've, we have got, you know, I'm really pleased with. And Maybe a couple more coming away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah we'll, yeah. we'll come on to potential transfers towards the end of this podcast. Another po- uh, another um, positive, Tony Issa Kabore again down that right hand side. Got into some great positions. Final ball was a little bit lacking, but hey, I mean, he's trying to pick out a needle in a haystack in the box at the moment, isn't he? But that will come. But the fact that he's getting into those positions uh, and the fact that. Chelsea didn't really get in down his side at all. All three goals came down the other side. Mm. Admittedly, that was the side that Sterling was on uh, the other side. But he just looks like he's he's improving all the time, and he's going to be a big asset. He looks he looks a real deal. He's uh, you can see the potential in the guy. He's very quick. 
and his positioning is good as well. And he's always making himself available for the ball. Um, yeah, he's another one um, that isn't fully up to speed yet. So, but when we are and we're clicking, it, it's the same on the left with Giles. Giles didn't have a particularly good game on Friday night, mm. but um, that's going to come. It's going to, you know, and with the two wing backs, you know, it's it, it, it's important for them to form partnerships with their respective uh, centre backs on that side. Mm. So, um, Giles has still got to work that with with Amari, and uh, I thought. Kabore and uh, Burke looked better on the right side than it did on the left. But they said that there's great science there. And Kabore, I think, is is one that you know gives us a lot of hope. James, you was adamant that uh, in the preview podcast that if Reese Burke was truly fit, like they said that uh, he was, that he would come in for Mads Anderson. You wasn't wrong, and we saw exactly mm. why. Just he's just such a Rolls Royce of a footballer. He is. He's got a great touch. He's pacey as well, and he's tough as nails. Actually, um, mm. it, when he he's great in the air as well. So um, I didn't. I honestly didn't think he'd start though. I think you know, he's coming back. He's unfortunately up to this point, and let's hope that's the end of it. He's made a glass, um, and he could. He played about seven games in a stretch, and then then that was the end of it, and he was injured for a bit. So hopefully that's uh, good news for him and a good news for the team because. You know, he he showed Premier League quality when he was in the in the Championship, and if he gets a run of games in this league, then yeah, he's going to be an exciting prospect. Yeah, I agree with that wholeheartedly. Uh, it turns it seems like he was only substituted because he was getting towards the well, they call it the red zone, don't they? Uh, these days, in terms of their numbers and everything that they've got with their um, GPS it, it, systems, he's never and let us like down that. when he played for it. Look, I mean, the playoff well, final when he came on, you know, for, for he was my man of the match. He was brilliant. Yeah, he was brilliant. He was yeah, he brilliant. was. And what I like about Burke on Friday night is Rob Edwards alluded to it in one of the interviews he'd done after the game. I think it was the one with the club website that he was the one that was designed to stop Enzo Fernandez. Even though Fernandez is a midfielder, he was the one who had to be brave and go in on him. And Fernandez was not a factor in the game whatsoever. No, no. For a hundred and however many million he cost them, World Cup winner and everything else, you only really knew he was on the ball. Once, twice, maybe three mm. times on the on the course of the night, it was it literally was Sterling or, or nothing else from the sort of. I think players. if 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 Sterling had got injured earlier in the game and had to go off, I think that game would have finished nil nil. It was Sterling was the difference. Mm. Yeah, he absolutely was. I would agree with that. Um, yeah. Obvious. Oh, go on, James. No. It wasn't me, mate. Brilliant. Excellent. <laughs> I thought you was, no, I thought you was moving You're forward too, chat. Like I said, teething problems and uh, <laughs> we'll get everything sorted out. Uh, Dan, I don't mm. really like to be too sort of focusing on negatives, particularly, I mean, maybe there'll be games where we do focus on negatives, but Brighton away and Chelsea away certainly aren't any of them. But a lot of goals are coming through the channels between our fullback, sorry, our wing back and our wide centre back. Mm. That a concern, or is that purely because we've played on two wide open pitches? But when we get to Kenworth Road, there won't be that space. So who cares? Arguably, yeah, that could be the case. I think um, you know, on these big pitches, you've got all that room to manoeuvre and you can move around as much. I've nearly used the pitch as an example there. We haven't quite got it yet. But, um, <laughs> uh, yeah, and obviously Kenilworth Road is more compact, um, so you're going to find it a bit difficult. I think teams will still try and do it. I think most of the play will be through the middle when we're playing at home. I think. Um, I think yeah. that's something that um, Sheffield United showed 
on Sunday against Man City. Mm. That was what the analysis was, that they're happy to block the middle and send them down wide because if the cross is coming, they feel they can deal with it. Mm. You'd like to think Luton would be the same because, um, like we just said, Reese Burke's quite good in the air, Tom Lockyer all day long. And if mm. they can do that, then that's probably a good tactic. I mean, what United did against Man City was pretty impressive. I know they lost. Uh, I mean, everybody everybody loses against Man Man City, but mm. um, to to play that way for such a long period of time is sort of a tactic you can probably use against the bigger sides. Yeah, I would agree with that. I really do think we're kind of second guessing what's going to happen until we see a until we see a home game, until we see a game against a team that we can compete with at the moment we've played two away games arguably the hardest two apart from Manchester City in the entire league so we kind of feel like it's impossible to judge and, and everything else and, and in time will tell maybe this time next week we'll have a sort of clearer picture Tony yeah um, Stamford Bridge who was the one player in the Luton shirt that sort of stood out and impressed you if you were picking a Luton man of the match Kaminsky Again, that's two in a row now, isn't it? Made yeah, some yeah, brilliant yeah, saves, he didn't he? Tony just yeah, likes the colour of his shirt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's the pink, isn't it? He, 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 he <laughs> look brings good. out his eyes. <laughs> <laughs> he, he's far. <laughs> <laughs> I've got what I was going to say. Kaminsky. <laughs> yeah, Kaminsky, yes. Thank you. Who? <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, he, he, he was. That's uh, cruel. <laughs> he was. Uh, no, he was on the bench, mate. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> he. God, uh, <laughs> I'm trying to get myself together here. Trying to make a decent point here. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Maybe God. I should turn my mic off. I thought Kaminsky had a great game. Um, he, he he's far more uh, in control, um, and when he's in possession of the ball, I don't worry as much as I did last season. Um, his catching's mm. good. And he's made so he made a point blank save from Sterling as yeah. well, which you thought, and and either side of him it, it was a goal, but it, Sterling hit it with such force, and Kaminsky was down there and he held it, mm. which was great. Whereas last season you feel that would have gone anywhere and back out to a forward and back into the back of the net. So no, I I, I feel a lot more confident with him there. Um, and he's been the outstanding player for me in, in both games. But there, there, there were others who had a good game. I mean, Barkley did, Chong did as well. Mm. Um, Tom, is, I, I think, is still struggling to get to grips with the league, but he will. Mm. You know, he'll come good. But he was up against some pace up there. And the lad Jackson as well was so, so cool. He was a pain in the backside, yeah, wasn't he? You know. Um, he did. And, and uh, I thought... Morris was putting himself about a bit again. He, he's he's shown that he, he's he'll be all right in this league. He, he he's not overawed by it, and you know perhaps didn't do the bullying job that West Ham did on their back three mm. uh, in their previous game. But no, I think that's all right. I think it's the way the spine of the team is developing. I think it gives us real hope that we're going to pick up stuff. So you know that's good. And Brown when he came on as well. Had a, a, a really good game again. I'd, I'd, I'm hoping he'll start against Gillingham because he needs a full 90 minutes. But mm. he looks good because he puts himself about and he 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 chases everything. He's he's got to be one of the hardest working players there. Mm. And he, you know, 
You ask for one player, Tony gives you six players, but, you know, that's... Um, Son of me and James can't talk now. <laughs> no, that's absolutely fine. So, Dan, if, look, uh, if look, the other... I, I'm here to, to bring quality to this conversation. When you do, let me know and I'll make sure I'm quiet for it. Well, I'm available for transfer, anybody. <laughs> so the window shuts this week, doesn't it? <laughs> so of the five players that he's left behind, Dan, <laughs> who, uh, who stood out for you on the, over the course of the night? Well, to be honest, I thought Lockyer had a good game. I thought a lot of the, you know, put a lot of blocks in. Um, and maybe Tony is right. Maybe he's sort of struggling to keep up with it. But I thought he had a really good, really good game. You'll get there. Friday. Well, I think the problem I think, that Tom had the other night is he was booked after half an hour, wasn't he? So, yeah. you know, when you're up against that kind of pace, one slightly missed time thing, as Trent Alexander-Arnold should have found out over the weekend. Yeah. And you're off ski. Well, Tom mm. Lockyer would have been off ski. So, uh, yeah, and you know he's it. It will come with games as well. Like I, th- I think some people do forget that we're two games in. It's virtually a new team, and we're in a ho- much higher division where the, the quality is so so much bigger. With best of respects to the championship, you know the, the the gap is just humongous, and you know we have to we have to improve and quickly. Um, but we will. We will, and you know, you, you're seeing signs of it on Friday. You're seeing signs of things getting better, and I think with the Gillingham game, they'll they'll switch up a little bit and give people much needed minutes, and then that will work in our favour for West Ham on Friday. Yep. Um, and I, I, I genuinely think that as the season goes on, we'll start surprising people. I think we it's it's really it's really difficult to gauge early this time, unless you support everybody else with our loot in the bottom. You know, everybody seems to think, oh, little old loot and. You know, bottom lowest budget in the league, which we had in the championship, and I think that works well for one us. Of the main things to come across from this with the two games is there's nothing to be scared of. No, we've got nothing to lose, really. Um, you know, we, we're still learning, still getting to grips. You know, but you know, it, we'll get there. Get, start, start, start looking at it again. Ten to twelve games in, and we'll sort of have a fair idea where we're going to be at. Um, but I, I still feel we'll be all right. Yeah, no one was ever going to judge our season on Brighton away or Chelsea away, or if no. they were, mm. yeah, they were get, they were doing it wrong. Um, just before we finish, James, transfer window's got four more days left to run. Rumours abound that uh, Isaac Hayden's going to come in uh, in midfield. There's talk that I've heard of Alan Campbell leaving. Uh, what do you uh, what do you make of uh, what we need and um, any players that potentially could go? Well, I'd be, I'd be gutted if um, Campbell did leave, but at the same time, I could probably understand it because mm. it doesn't it's not seem to be favoured by Edwards. He was almost never present, wasn't he? And he was actually my player of the season when Cal Naismith won it. I think it was yours as well, wasn't it? Yeah. Mm. Um, at the end, since Edwards come in, it doesn't really fancy him as much. Um, I'd like to see him have a go because um, you know chasing and chasing down defenders and uh, teams that want to play it around the back of his forte and him and Adebayo worked up really well but I mean well, you'll know if the writing's on the wall with him or not if he's selected against Gillingham if he's not involved against Gillingham then mm, yeah. you know between now and Friday he's gone yeah. Yep. yeah yeah I mean yeah if the writing's on the wall uh, for him you can understand it because of the quality that's been brought in I mean Ross Barkley was in the team at the weekend. That is mental. Yeah. Ross Barkley and a Luton team sheet. It is, I'm going to have to keep pinching yourself as the season goes on when you, you know, mm. get good results or things like that. That is, 
You'd have never thought in a million years Ross Barkley would be pulling on a Luton shirt. And when I saw him do it, you know, for the signing on thing, and then when you see him on the team sheet, you're like, is this real? And yeah. We played a good ball on Friday to Giles, I think it was. And I thought, I, I remember thinking to myself, Christ, that was a good ball. Who played that? And then I was like, oh my, it's Ross Barkley. It's yeah. like, actually, it was just normal for him. But, yeah. you know, yeah. the only thing he's got to change is six. No, you do not wet. Wear a proper squad number. You're not sending them back. <laughs> Please. That needs yeah. changing. Yeah. I, you know, everything else though. I, I thought he played a really good game. You can just see it in the way that he sort of receives the ball and maybe the sort of extra yard of space. And, and when he gets up to speed, picking passes as well, it's going to be such an asset. So, you know, the midfield, I think they have, they, they need to um, get as much quality in as they can there because the teams in the top, half the table and maybe even the bottom if you let them will overrun you if mm. if, um, if you haven't got that quality um, so that's what he's been brought in for uh, I think they'll obviously want to be trying to add a bit more firepower up, up top yeah uh, undoubtedly mm. um, just because chances are going to be few and far between in the league we all would expected that that's not that's not um, we need, anything new is it we need a centre back as well yeah 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 I think so well, I mean, there's been all sorts of rumours during the rumour mill that um, Jaffet Tanganga uh, from Tottenham has to choose between Inter Milan and Luton. I mean, like, that's a choice. Um, you know, <laughs> M- Milan or Luton. I, I, thought, I thought Milan was out of the question now. I think somebody well, he, wants to, else, he wants to play in the Champions League next season, so his best hope is Luton. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, what's his name? Tunzeb. Tunzebi. Tunzebi. What have we got in there? Just Coke, or you've got some alcohol in should there. Should be a Coke, yeah. <laughs> I'm optimistic, you know me. I hope so, anyway. You're not wrong there, that is for sure. Uh, <laughs> no. Yeah, so I think, you know, we're, we're all expecting business to be done between uh, now and... Well, it'd probably be done pre-match Friday, wouldn't it? Because, obviously, everyone's involved in the game on Friday and going to be much time to get anyone signed afterwards. So you would imagine Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, all the business is going to be done. So, uh, yeah. You'd like to it. think so, wouldn't you? <clears throat> you don't want any last-minute... Colin, uh, maybe, what's maybe, his face? What's his name? Peter Colin, Colin, Wingy. Colin, Colin Samuel. That's it. I was going to call him. Oh, Colin, Colin Samuel. Yeah. I was going to call him Colin Peter Salmon. Then, but, uh, maybe Peter we're going to hide the signings from everyone and then they'll just be in the team sheet on um, Friday. That's the ultimate way of not being scout, well, uh, not scouting your opposition. They did it with Barkley, didn't they? I mean, nobody saw that coming. I was mm. in the press, presser with him on yeah, we, Thursday. Yeah, we were all expecting a different player to yeah. be signed. We knew somebody's coming in. And when yeah. it was Barkley, it was like, yeah. Hell. Well, somebody asked him, one of the national journalists asked him in the press conference on Thursday, how did you keep that under wraps? And he said, yeah. oh, I don't know, but everybody was surprised, weren't they? Thought, yeah, mm. That's what... Because I wasn't even doing any rumours on, on Twitter or anything like that. And you always hear rumours about players signing before they've done yeah. it. Like, you know about it three weeks in advance. Yeah. But Barkley wasn't mentioned anywhere. It's yeah. amazing. Um, unbelievable signing. But, uh, well done to the club for doing that. <laughs> yeah, it would be a surprise if they've got another... Um, Gem up their sleeves, so to speak. Yeah, so we were expecting plenty of business. Keep your eye on the club website and everything else uh, in all the usual places. Uh, over the next three days, four days, it should be entertaining both ins, and it does appear that there's going to be some outs as well. Okay, that's it for this episode of the podcast. Our thanks, as always, go to the Hightown Club, which is where we're recording uh, this episode of the podcast from. We also want to thank Sean Grant and the Wolfgang for our fantastic intro, which we all hope that you're really enjoying. And of course to Ed Smith Creative for all of the images uh, that you're seeing that go along with this podcast. 
Please like and share the podcast if you haven't already, then please subscribe to our YouTube channel to be notified of when all of our video podcasts drop. The further and wider we can sort of spread the podcast, the bigger and better we can make it for you guys. Also keep your comments coming in too. We do read them, we do appreciate them. And if there's anything you'd like to see discussed on the podcast, then let us know and we'll try and incorporate it to future episodes. But for now, thanks for watching or listening, however you 